What's up guys, my name is Key and welcome to Evolving with Key. Are you walking through depression, tragedy, heartbreak, or simply the worst season of your life? Do you feel like you're in a constant internal battle? Do you feel like every single time you go three steps forward that you end up going six feet backwards? Is your life a living hell? Is everything in your life going wrong out of nowhere? Take a listen to this podcast episode to find out all about spiritual warfare and how to fight the warfare and how to get free and win the battle of spiritual warfare. So what is spiritual warfare? Uh, Spiritual warfare is something that we all go through, every single person, whether you're a believer or non-believer, many things you go through is actually spiritual warfare. So spiritual warfare is actually defined as the concept of fighting against the work of evil forces. It is based on biblical belief in evil spirits or demons that are said to intervene in human affairs in various ways. So in other words, spiritual warfare is a full-fledged war against your spirit by the enemy with the objective to derail you from fulfilling God's plan and to destroy not only your salvation, but any chance you have to salvation by any means necessary. So spiritual warfare is definitely something that is real, but not something that we should take lightly. But it is something that we all go through and that we all experience, sometimes knowingly and other times unknowingly. Because sometimes things will start to go wrong and we will unknowingly not know that we are under spiritual attack and are going through spiritual warfare. Some of you listening to this may be literally in the midst of spiritual warfare and you just might not even know it. And spiritual warfare comes into your life in many different shapes and forms, in different colors, different ways, but all under two categories, which is mentally and physically. So you have mental spiritual warfare and physical spiritual warfare, and they can both happen at the same time or it could come separately. So spiritual warfare mentally. Uh, Mental spiritual warfare is depression, anxiety, sadness, insecurities, temptations, grief and loneliness, emptiness and weariness. All those things, they are mental spiritual warfare. And those things ultimately, they even can affect you physically just as much as the physical warfare can affect you mentally. Sometimes they can go hand in hand and uh, affect each other. But mental spiritual warfare is specifically designed to break you down mentally, which you know a term will break you down physically. But when you're breaking down mentally, it's harder for you to get up in the morning. It's harder for you to be positive. It's harder for you to trust God. It's harder for you to, you know, get up and go to work. It's harder for you to do the things that you need to do for you to be great because you're just mentally not okay because you are going through mental spiritual warfare. And physical spiritual warfare can be anywhere and but not limited to jobs. Uh, you can have financial spiritual warfare, which is part of physical spiritual warfare. Sickness and disease is also physical spiritual warfare. And so is poverty. Uh, friendships can even be a form of spiritual warfare. You ever have a friend and it's just like... You have to walk on eggshells. It's like pins and needles. And, you know, you can be friends with someone and then tomorrow they'll turn around and turn around your business. That is spiritual warfare. Relationships, marriages, family, 
Um, school can even be spiritual warfare. You can experience spiritual warfare in school, death of others and people that you're close to. That can also be a part of your spiritual warfare because the devil wants to trick you into derailing you from your destiny and sending you down a bad path because someone close to you has died and now you don't know how to go on in life. And it can even affect you in friendships too because like you and your friends could get into an argument out of nowhere. Your marriages could face spiritual warfare relationships and you can face spiritual warfare with your family, even your parents, even your siblings, people that you're extremely close to. Because one of the main tactics of spiritual warfare is to divide and the enemy often sets us um astray from our path through division, dividing us from people that we love, dividing us, um, even though God ends up using that separation for your elevation. But still, Satan uses the separation and the division to um, catch you when you're in your most vulnerable state and to start a war of spiritual warfare and just full-fledged attack you. Everything will become harder and it is just like you'll be walking through hell and you don't even know why. But that's all a part of spiritual warfare. So now that we have some understanding on spiritual warfare and I have identified some ways that we experience spiritual warfare, let me give you some biblical context and references to spiritual warfare in the Bible because... Um, People don't often talk about spiritual warfare, but spiritual warfare is a real thing, and it has been proven throughout time in history and in the Bible. Um, we have all experienced spiritual warfare, including I. Spiritual warfare, uh, for biblical reference in the Bible, physically, Satan attacked Job's health, his crops, his animals, and his family. Um, if you know the story of Job, you know that Job was once at the highest of the highs and ended up going to the lowest of the lows. And despite the great loss that Job experienced, God doubled what he lost and he really blessed Job. Because um, Job went through years worth of spiritual warfare. He lost everything and God ended up returning to him everything he lost times two. So he doubled what he lost. But um, still, Satan had attacked him physically, the spiritual warfare, through the loss of his health and his crops and his animals and his family. And that could have even been considered as mentally, too, because, you know, I'm sure that all of that is losing his animals, his crops and his family. That could have affected him mentally, too, and probably sent him through Well, it did send him through extreme sadness and, you know, grief and loneliness, emptiness and weariness, which they are all signs of mental spiritual warfare not only that satan divided him from the people that he once knew and his family but god ended up turning it around full circle and doubling what he lost another example in the bible of spiritual warfare of mental spiritual warfare is with eve in the bible satan made sin look attractive and caused her to question god's goodness and reasonableness and also God's commands because when Eve was tempted in the garden you know God specifically said you know you can eat everything but don't eat the apple you can go everywhere but don't go here and she ate the apple anyway but it was not out of her being intentionally defiant even though she was disobedient because she didn't listen to God but Satan made the sin look attractive and he caused her to question God's goodness because she was able to allow 
the attractiveness of the apple in the sin to infiltrate her mind and to cause her to question God and his authority in her life. And because she was with a doubt in her mind in God and his authority and his commands and his goodness, she allowed Satan to spiritually attack her mentally by getting her to eat the apple. And not only Eve and Job went through warfare, Jesus even went through spiritual warfare. Yes, Jesus went through spiritual warfare. So that should let you know that if Jesus went through spiritual warfare, if Eve, the second person in this world, went through spiritual warfare, if Eve, the first woman in this world, went to spiritual warfare, if Jesus if Jesus Christ went through spiritual warfare, you can and you are going to go through spiritual warfare too. And when Jesus encountered spiritual warfare, it was mental spiritual warfare. Um, Satan used mental spiritual warfare when he tempted Jesus to turn the stones into bread and then throw himself on top of the temple and gain all the kingdoms of the world in their glory. Because basically his goal was to divide him from God and to convince Jesus that he was bigger than God. So even Peter went through spiritual warfare when Satan tempted him to worry about what people would think about him and to focus on his own safety rather than being there for Jesus. So in the Bible, we got um, Eve and Job and Jesus and Peter, they all went through spiritual warfare and so many other people too. You could even consider the fact that Sarah dealt with infertility as spiritual warfare because um, she was barren until she was 90 years old. And when she was barren and struggling with fertility issues, I'm pretty sure she went through spiritual warfare because I can only imagine how mentally challenging that is and the grief that she had. And I know that it bothered her because women around her in the village, they were able to bear children, but she wasn't. But, you know, eventually she was, but it wasn't until she was 90. So in all the years leading up to 90, I'm sure she went through many insecurities and depression and sadness and loneliness and emptiness and grief, which we all know those spiritual warfare so i'm sure that sarah experienced her fair share of spiritual warfare too you could even say that mary went through spiritual warfare when jesus died on the cross because she was losing her son she was losing her child her child had died and there were people literally um trying to damage his character and tainting his name and she had to endure all of that and the hatred and the hate talk so when Jesus died, I'm sure that she went through, you know, extreme grief, even though she knew that God had his hand on her child. I still could only imagine the amount of grief she had because she had to sit and watch her child endure so much pain and she couldn't do anything about it, even though she knew that God, you know, had his hand on her child. Still, I'm sure that that was spiritual warfare for her, too, because Satan could have easily you know, she could have easily went down a path where she just completely quit talking to God and got out of God's reach, which would have allowed Satan to divide her from fulfilling her destiny and her plan that God had for her. So what can we learn from Mary and Sarah and Job and Eve and Peter and Jesus? What can we learn from all the spiritual warfare that has been shown through us throughout time and time in the Bible and in history and in the world? So what I have learned that we could all learn is 
that Satan often attacks at the start of things, at the beginning of things, the beginning of things that are new. That's when spiritual warfare happens most of the time. So evil is attacked at the beginning of the world. Literally, the world had only been around for, what, eight or nine days, and now she's being tempted by Satan to eat this apple. So, Jesus was attacked at the beginning of his ministry. It wasn't until Jesus started to go and, um, you know, it wasn't until he reached, like, you know, his mature age and started to go and start his ministry and to really get into, you know, being Jesus. Um, that's when he got spiritually attacked by spiritual warfare, when Satan told him to turn the, to turn the stones into bread. And Peter was attacked at the beginning of a new phase of his ministry. Just like the people in the Bible, we often experience spiritual attacks at the beginning of something new, like a new job, a new place, a new relationship, or trying to stop a certain sin. That's just like, you know, when you go on a fast and you're trying to fast for something like, you know, or you try to fast for food and you get really tempted to eat breakfast, even though you've never ate breakfast since the last two years, you've gone without eating breakfast. And now all of a sudden you're tempted to eat breakfast. Yeah, that's all a part of spiritual warfare. Another thing that we can learn is Satan often attacks us when we are weak. In the first book of Peter, chapter 5, verse 8 through 9 says, Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a warring lion, sinking someone to devour. So lions don't go for the strongest animal in the group. The lions don't go for the tigers or the bears or other lions they go for the one who is weak they go for the one who is separated from the group they go for the one that is apart from everybody and speaking of being apart in separation we go through separation before we are elevated and when we are separated sometimes we are have feelings that we are weak and which makes us more vulnerable for spiritual warfare. So at different stages in our lives, when we are super discouraged or alone or sick or we feel weak in some way, that is when we are most open to spiritual warfare and to be attacked. So we see this in the Bible too, when Satan was Satan attacked Jesus when he was hungry from 40 days of fasting. Because Jesus, you know, he was in the wilderness and he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. And, you know, Satan would come to him and tempt him time and time again. Um, especially, you know, when he was in periods of extreme hunger and tempt him to eat. Um, and Satan even attacked Peter when Jesus was being tried. And it looked like everything was going to go south for the ministry that they had. But we can also know that if Satan attacks us, it is not a sign that you are a bad person or that you're a Christian. Because you can, or a bad Christian, because you can go through spiritual warfare and be the one of the most nicest, most sweetest, most kind and compassionate good person in the world you know you can be the most loving and empathetic person you can be an angel on earth and still experience spiritual warfare because jesus experienced spiritual warfare and i am highly sure jesus was not even a glimpse of a bad person and you can be a bad person and still experience spiritual warfare too so sometimes when we're struggling with temptation we think oh i'm such a bad person I'm so tempted, I want to do this, I want to do that, but that's not true. Jesus told us that we have trials in life, and 
the book of Romans chapter 3 verse 23 it tells us we are all sinners and the truth is we'll be tempted until the day we die we are all gonna have temptations and we're all gonna get tempted and we will all give into temptation until the day we die whether it's as simple as you know you're on a diet you shouldn't eat that cookie but you eat it anyway or as simple as you're trying to recover from this but you do something that you used to do and you know you shouldn't do it anyway but the truth is we're going to do it and yes we need to work on growth and gaining victory in our areas of sin but we also need to realize that we won't be perfect until we see Jesus face to face and in my personal opinion I think that uh, temptation is one of the biggest hardest parts of spiritual warfare and but it's the good thing is God knows that we're going to be faced with temptation, which is why he opens the door for us to seek him when we are tempted. And you can fight your temptation by laying down to your flesh and saying, I am not going to do this. I'm not allowed to do this. You know, just lay down to your flesh. And when I say flesh, I mean your worldly desires, your internal desires to do things that, you know, are not good for you or to eat things that are not good for you. That is your flesh so when you're going through spiritual warfare don't think that that makes you um not as strong in your faith or that your faith is little your faith is small or that your relationship with god is not strong or that it's you know it's very little because satan even attacks people who are strong in their faith there are even people like that you never expect because you think they have this amazing relationship with god and they're on fire and they are so strong and so strong spirited and strong in their faith they still experience spiritual warfare it's just some people are able to hide it better than others some people just know how to take a lake and keep on ticking and some people they just are really good at you know just masking what they're going through in their everyday life because i guarantee you there's some people around you that are going through hell on earth they are going through the darkest season of their life and they may not even look like it so satan is an equal opportunity attacker so he'll attack us when we're weak but he'll also attack us when we're strong and he wants people to become weak which is you know he uses spiritual warfare to break us down to become weak and vulnerable so he can attack us and derail us from our destiny and separate us from our father god so just look at all the people satan attacked in the bible Peter, Eve, Job, Jesus, Mary, Sarah, those are all people who were strong in their faith and had extremely close walks with God. Imagine how strong Jesus' relationship was with God and how strong Jesus was in his faith and the amount of power and the spiritual gifts and authority that Jesus had. If Jesus faced spiritual warfare, then of course, so can we. So don't get discouraged and allow your spiritual warfare to make you feel like you are not as strong in your relationship with God. And you know, sometimes we'll suffer for a long time and not feel close to God. When we're going through depression, it's like you're suffering. When you when you lose something or you lost that job or you lost that person in your life, you'll feel like you're suffering. You'll feel like you can't go on. You'll feel like you can't breathe. You will feel like you are walking through hell. Then there's no end to it. There is no light in the tunnel anymore. You feel like you are underwater and you literally can't breathe. But um, you have to remember that it's not always going to be that way. So spiritual warfare has a time limit on it. You won't be in spiritual warfare forever. And God will see you through it. 
because just like he saw, he will see us through it. God saw Job through his spiritual warfare. When Satan attacked Job, Job suffered for a long time. He started out strong. In the beginning of his spiritual warfare, he was like, okay, I'm ready for this. I'm built to fight my battles. I'm equipped to do hard things. He was like, I'm ready for it. But then he started to waver. And that often happens when we go through a trial that seems to last forever. His spiritual warfare was very lengthy too. But it may be easy to be strong in the beginning. But when it goes on and on and on, when you're suffering for years and years and years, when you're depressed for years and years and years, when you're depressed for weeks and months, and when you're going through heartbreak and it's going longer than you want it to, longer than you expected it to, we begin to lose hope. And that's when we need to persevere and stay steadfast and trust in the Lord with all of our hearts and lean not on our own understandings. And we have to remember that Jesus was the same yesterday and today and forever. And we have to know that not only can we do all things through Christ our Lord who strengthens us, but that we can conquer all things. So we have to trust God in his word and his promises to us, even when it's hard to do so. Even if all you have even if you get broken down to the point where all you have is a mustard seed of faith left, you still have to trust God even when it's hard to do. You have to put yourself in the mindset and in the habit of stop telling God how big your mountain is. Because God can clearly see that you have a whole Mount Everest in front of you. He sees that Machu Picchu that you have sitting in front of you. So stop telling him how big your problems are, how big your mountain is. Start telling your mountains and your problems how big your God is. And you are not the only one going through spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare is all around you and everyone is going through it. It's not just you. Though you may not see everyone else's, you're not the only one going through spiritual warfare. And sometimes we feel all alone and we think we're the only ones going through trials. We're the only ones having temptations. We're the only ones struggling because we don't see our friends struggling. But in the first book of Peter, chapter 5, verse 8 through 9, it tells us to resist Satan, stay firm in our faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by our brotherhood and our sisterhood. And if you don't know what that means, that means that the same suffering that we experience, so is our friends, so is our families, so is our siblings. Or Even though it might not be the same struggle as you, it's some kind of struggle. It's some kind of spiritual warfare. Their depression may not be as severe, but it's some kind of something, some kind of warfare. They're experiencing it too, whether you see it or not. And you know, people, they don't broadcast their struggles. People only broadcast the highlights of their life. When you're on Instagram and you go watch someone's story or you look at their highlights, in their highlights, all you see is the best moments of whatever trip they went on, the best moments of their life, the happiest parts or whatever. You don't see the bad parts. You don't see the things that go on behind the scenes. You don't see what goes on off camera. So just because it's not broadcasted doesn't mean that they're not going through something. So you are not alone. You are not the only person that's depressed in this world. You're not the only person that is going through whatever situation you may be going to. There's someone out there going to going through what you're going through. And if not going through just as much, but going through much worse. So if you feel like you're the only one, I promise you you're not. Don't get discouraged. So just like I said in episode 6, God knows when. So when God knows when. 
God knows when the spiritual warfare will end, but I'm going to teach you how do you survive in the meantime. Because I feel like this is just not covered enough. Spiritual warfare in general, and then how do you survive? Like, how do you get through spiritual warfare? So how do I fight the attacks of spiritual warfare? So when you are in spiritual warfare, you are literally in a battle with Satan behind your salvation. And when we are at war, you have to know that Jesus is with us in the battle and so is God. And God has equipped us to, with gear to wear and tools to fight the attacks to win the war. Because, you know, God is never gonna allow us to go to spiritual warfare that we won't be able to survive so whatever spiritual warfare you have your depression anxiety priority insecurities brokenness uh loss of someone grief whatever you're going through i promise you god would not have allowed you to go through that if he didn't think that you would survive if he didn't know that you would survive because you have to remember that every bad thing and every good thing every spiritual warfare before it comes to us before we go before we meet someone before we experience something it goes through the father god knows everything so everything that we go through has to pass through him he has to okay it so when the enemy decides he wants us in a spiritual warfare god allows it to come he passes it through only because he knows it's going to make us stronger, it's going to make us better, and he'll be able to bless us and allow us to bless others, and he'll be able to glorify his own name. So that is the reason why God passes through the spiritual warfare, because he already, you know, technically, he already knows he's going to win the war anyway. He just wants to turn it around for our good. He's definitely not about to send us into war, into battle, unprepared. So that's why he gave us, literally, literally gave us war gear spiritual warfare gear like we have a whole outfit y'all a whole outfit of spiritual warfare clothing he gave us a whole outfit and he wants us to be trendy while we're fighting spiritual warfare and he gave us tools to fight all the battles literally they are at our dispense so when you're going through spiritual warfare every day it's a battle so you need to arm yourself with the armor of God, which Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, tells us that the armor of God is the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, and the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the spirit. So you got your whole outfit, you got a belt of truth. And then you got a breastplate for the righteousness. And then you have the gospel, which is your peace while you're going through this battle. And you have a big old shield, which is your faith, knowing that nothing can prosper. Nothing can form against you because you have this shield that's protecting you. You have a helmet of salvation, which means you're carrying your crown of salvation, knowing that God is going to save you. He is going to be there for you. That's You carry that on your head. And you have the sword of the spirit, meaning that... You can cut anything. You can, you know, stab anybody in the battle because it's the Holy Spirit, literally, right there on you. All of these pieces that we, you know, we're wearing, we got our gear on, all those pieces, we must practice daily and put them on through prayer in order to be fully protected in every battle of the war. So when you wake up in the morning, before you check TikTok, 
I'm guilty of this. Before you get on Instagram, before you get on Facebook, before you look to see if that person has sexed you back, you especially if you're going to spiritual warfare, you need to be arming yourself with the full armor of God so you can fight all of your battles, so you can fight your warfare. The first thing, you know, when I wake up in the morning, I say, Lord, you know, put me on with the armor of God. You know, that's in my daily prayer. And the tools that God has given us, we can find those tools literally in the Bible because the tools he gave us to fight with our armor is literally called scriptures. And that's what Jesus did. Every time Satan gave him temptation, Jesus answered him with a scripture. So whatever area that you're being attacked in, try to memorize some Bible verses to help you. Go and Google um, or look in your Bible or Google different Bible verses to help you when you're going through spiritual warfare, when you're going through depression, when you're going through anxiety, when you're going through separation, when you're going through loss and grief and you're going through the struggle, find you some Bible verses to help fight with the spiritual warfare. And honestly, you can even use your Bible verses as affirmations. But use those Bible verses that way when a problems arise or warfare happens, just you can just use us because they'll pop up right in your head and you can hit them right with that Bible verse and spend more time with God spend more time with God than you usually do when you were in a season when you need it when you need God more than ever when you're in a season of spiritual warfare spend more time with God than you typically do you know that 30 minutes that you spent on TikTok when you first wake up use that minute those 30 minutes to spend spend time with God when you're on your break at work spend those 15 or 30 minutes or hour however long with God spend your lunch with God what I do is I literally have dates with God where I have set times during the or during certain days or I have set set things I do to spend time with God whether that may be worship or just literally straight prayer do those kind of things because it will literally make or break you know your spiritual warfare you know, when you're in a season where you need God more than ever, the amount of time you spend with him is literally such a big deal. Jesus had all kinds of all-night prayer sessions with God during his ministry. Now, I'm not saying you got to be that extreme, but if you have to be that extreme, if your warfare is that great that you got to pray all night long, then you got to do it. Now, that right there, that that takes a lot of dedication and a lot of time and a lot of energy but it is worth it if you have to just pray and pray and pray and pray and pray then do it so i assume that when god when jesus was spending all this time with god he needed more time with him in order to help him with his temptations and to fight spiritual warfare so when we're going through intense trials or temptation we also need more time with god than usual so stay close to him and also to grow more mature as christians and the more time you spend with god the more you feel his presence the more you hear his voice and it'll be actually more clear and you won't have be able to be like oh is that my mind or is that god you know or oh is his sign active for me no you'll know and you'll actually be able to hear the soft and subtle voice of god and the more time you spend with him the more mature you're going to grow as a Christian and the more you will learn, like, you know, the more you get closer with God, the more you'll feel his abundance. And also, do you know that you can go through spiritual warfare and still low key have peace because your life can be in chaos, your life can be hell, your life can be in shambles. But if you have such a close, you know, the more closer you get with God, 
the he's still going to give you peace while you go through hell. You can walk through hell and still have an internal type of peace. It's a different kind of peace, a peace of knowing that everything's going to be okay. It's a supernatural type of peace. It's a spiritual peace. It's a different kind of peace. It's a peace that is not, you know, it's not of this world. It's a different kind of peace that God will give you if you keep coming to him and you grow closer and you go more mature with him. And when God says enough, the war is over. And in actuality, the war was already won before you even got attacked. If we want to be technical, you know, like I said earlier, before you even went to the war, before the war started, before we went to battle, God already won it for us. But we just still have to go through it. Because like I said, everything passes through the Father before it enters us. Before anything can enter the kingdom, it always passes through the king. So, it's the same thing with God. Before it enters the kingdom of us, it enters through our Father. It passes through our Father. So, it's just that God has to personally, himself, see you through in order for him to bless you when the battle is over. When you show God your loyalty, when you show God that, you know... You are dedicated to him. He is going to bless you. He's not going to let that be in vain. So you don't even have to worry about your spiritual warfare being in vain. Because he won't. As long as you continue to trust in God. As long as you make sure that you are still rocking with God. He will rock with you. Don't allow Satan to separate you from your heavenly father. So when God says enough. And the war ceases, you better get ready because blessings on top of blessings on top of blessings are about to pour into your life so fast and so abundantly, you literally will not be able to keep up. Because there is something about spiritual warfare, there is something about the trials and the tribulation, there is something about hell that once you go through it and you survive it, the amount of blessings that God gives you, you don't even remember like, of course you remember the hell, you remember how you feel, but you don't even remember it as significant as it really was because the favor that God shows you when you survive, the blessings that he shows you, the abundance, the overflow that he shows you, his love he shows you, his mercy, his grace he shows you, it overpowers all of the pain you felt in spiritual warfare because it is not only doubled, it's quadrupled, it's, you know, times 10 is magnified, it's amazing. I promise you it is. So when you survive, because you will survive, you have no choice but to survive. When you survive, it's going to be amazing. Always remember that God is what? He is Alpha and Omega. God is Alpha, the beginning, and Omega, the end. So he knows things from beginning to end. He is all-knowing. He knows everything from beginning to end. And not only does he know everything, he sees everything. He hears everything. He hears the plots and the conversations that you didn't hear. So when the enemy has plotted and planned to take you out and to forsake us, God will flip it around and use it to bless you so good. It'll knock you off your feet. So don't you even worry because your spiritual warfare will not be in vain. And you are literally built to do hard things. You are equipped for your battles. So you don't have to worry about your spiritual warfare anymore. After today, you don't have to worry about it because God is going to bless you. And also, don't stay in the season of spiritual warfare if you have the power to get out of it. Because sometimes the spiritual warfare can easily, the process can be sped up and shortened if we literally go to God. Because there are so many of us that, you know, walk in depression. And, you know, I know depression is 
not black and white. Trust me, I know it's more complicated and complex. But a lot of times, some of our problems, it's just we're holding on to things that God wants us to let go. Some of the mountains that we have, they're not actually mountains. They're just speed bumps. And we've made them mountains because God said, move on, and you don't want to move on. Because God said, let it go, and you don't want to let go. He can't elevate you until he can separate you. So some of our problems come from us literally being our own biggest enemies god has told you time and time let it go move on god has told you go here and you don't go there you go the opposite he told you go right you go left he told you go up you go down so sometimes our spiritual warfare granted it comes from satan but we allow ourselves to stay in spiritual warfare when it is absolutely unnecessary so don't be that person that keeps you bounded in spiritual warfare you know sometimes we are what stops us from our blessings God can't move if we keep moving. God can't move if we have our hands on the situation. We have to take it to the throne. Don't take it to the phone. Take it to the throne. And we have to lay it at the feet of Jesus. And once we lay it down, we have to take our hands off of it and let it go and walk away. Even though sometimes it may be hard to not try to be in control of your own life. But you're ultimately, you know, we're not in control of it. So take it to the throne. Lay it down. Let God take care of your spiritual warfare. Don't hold on to things that need to let go. If you're having hell at your job and it's causing spiritual warfare and you can afford it and you can find another job, move. Move away from it. Let it go. Move on. Don't stay in a season of don't stay in a season of your life that you don't have to be. Because even though it's a time limit, you can pause the time. The, the timer that God has set in your spiritual warfare, you can literally pause the timer on it without even knowing it. So make sure that you're spending time with God, getting close with God, getting into his word, listening to things that feed your mind. Be careful who you surround yourself with because some of those people also are prolonging your spiritual warfare. So just make sure that you're continuously cleansing your soul and your spirit and trusting in God. And I'm so thankful for you all listening to this podcast. And may God bless every single person listening to this. May he bless you exceedingly and abundantly. And if you're going through spiritual warfare, you will survive because, you know, you're going to survive it. You have no choice and you shall survive. And I thank you for listening. And if you have any questions about spiritual warfare or you need help going through spiritual warfare or you want to know more about spiritual warfare, you can feel free to go to my website, which I'll have linked on here. You can feel free to go to my website and my Facebook page, my Instagram page, or my Twitter page. It's all evolving with key. Or you can contact me on Snapchat and I will be more than willing to help you fight your spiritual warfare, your adversity, and your battles because spiritual warfare is a beast and it is hard. And I want to see everyone survive and everyone win because I I want everyone to know Jesus and know God in a loving way and to feel his mercy and his grace and the blessings are on the other side. So I thank you all for listening and I hope that you have a wonderful day and know that you can conquer your battles and that you can fight the spiritual warfare and that you can fight that depression. You can fight that mental illness. You can fight that heartbreak. You can fight that loss you can fight that sickness you can fight that covid whatever you have going on you can fight it and you'll win and i thank you so much for listening god bless you all